Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Meseches Moed Koton has been dedicated Le'iloi Nishmas, Peril Bas Rabbi Yehoshua Heshel HaKohen. Moed Koton daf Yud Zayin. The Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Yosef, Tzurva Merabonon, Oved Dino Lenafshei. A Tzurva Merabonon, a Talmud Chacham, a young Talmud Chacham, is allowed to do a din on his own behalf. B'milsa de Psikalei, in something that he's sure that he's right. Now, Alpipashtus, what we're referring to is that he's allowed to do a din for himself in money matters. And all of the Mepharshim ask the obvious question, which is that we paskin l'halacha, based on the sugya in Bavakam and Perkaminiach, starting Chavzayin of Abiz, and in Shochanaruch, Hashemishpat, Simon Dalit, that of an inish din as long as a person is sure that he's right, he's allowed to do a din on his own. So what's the special Chiddush over here that a Talmud Chacham is allowed to be Ovid Dino L'Nafsheh? So the Ritva and the Muki Yosef answer that here there's a special Chiddush that a Talmud Chacham is allowed to do a Dino L'Nafsheh, even though we already know that other people are allowed to be Ovid Dino L'Nafsheh. Because a Talmud Chacham has a special halacha that is Mechuyiv, that is Masoy Umatana should be Benachas Im Habriyas. When he does dealings in money matters with others, he has to be extra careful to act in a pleasant manner towards others in order that there shouldn't be a Chil Hashem. Therefore, there would be a half a minute that even though everybody else is allowed to be Ovid, Dinal and Afsheh, but not a Talmud Chacham. So the Aragomar is Mechadish that even so, a Talmud Chacham is allowed to be Ovid, Dinal and Afsheh. Another teretz, the Nemuk Yosef brings down, Meshem Yesh Mefarshim, that here we're talking about putting his friend into a nidui. We're not discussing the regular din of Ovid Inish Dinal and Afsheh. We're talking about the fact that if the person doesn't do the right thing, he's allowed to put him into a nidui until he pays him back the money that he owes him. Another teretz can be found in the Shittas of Yehuda ben Berechia, that usually the halacha that Ovid Inish Dinal and Afsheh, that we say by a regular person, even though he's allowed to go and take money from somebody else, but that doesn't patter him from going afterwards to a bezdin if his friend is tevea him. However, at Tzurva Merabonon, when he is of a dinal and afsheh, it has the toikif, it has the validity of a bezdin. And it says, if he was yotza mi bezdin, zakai, and therefore he doesn't have to go to another bezdin if his friend is tevea him. So it comes out that we have three to roots him to the question of what is different between the din of a tzurvim rabbanan and a regular person who is avid dinal and afsheh. Either a tzurvim rabbanan is different because there's a chiddish that he doesn't have to act differently than other people. Other people, we know they can be of but he has to make sure that he makes a nice impression on people, and yet we still give him the right to be of The Muk Yosef understands that the special din over here is Legabi Nidui, and the Behudabim Berechia understands that his din has the toikif of a regular din, and he doesn't have to go to a bezdin afterwards. The Gemara continues, There was a young Talmud Chacham that there unfortunately were rumors about him going around that he was doing not good things, which has a connotation of something to do with Gilead Arayas. Amr of Yehuda, Sir Yehuda said, Hey Lavid, what should we do? Lishamte, if we put him into a cherem, that's no good because the other Chachamim need him because he's there. Teacher, he's their rabbi, teaches them Torah. Loyal Shamte, not to put him to a cherem, come Israel, Shemodish Maya, it's going to be a Chil Hashem. 
And he answered, Omerle, Rabbi Barachana, Rabbi Yehuda said to Rabbi Barachana, Did you hear anything about this? Omerle, Achim, Rabbi Yechran, Maynach Sib, Ki Sifsei Koyen Yishmru Daz, V'toyru Yavakshim Ipiu, Ki Malach Hashem Tzvok Yisru. We're talking about learning a, a Torah from a Koyen. Why, why does it refer to the Koyen as Malach Hashem Tzvokis? The answer is, If the Rav is doyma to a Malach Hashem, then you should learn Torah from him. And therefore, Shamte Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda did put him into a Nidoy. What does it mean that the Rav has to be doyma to Malach Hashem Tzvokis? According to Rabbeinu B'chayin, his Akdomet to Parshas Vayakel, being doyma l'malach Hashem Tzvokis means that since a person is made up of two parts, the seichel and the guf, if the person is misgaber with his seichel over the chilek guf, then he's like a malach. And the Talmud has to view the Rav as being somebody who is fully misgaber over his chilek guf. And part of the reason for this is because the Talmud has to have the Hargosha that what the Rav is doing and what the Rav is teaching is not for his own personal gain or benefit at all. And that's what a Malach is. Since he doesn't have the Chelek HaGuf, he doesn't have any self-interests. He's a Malach, he's a Shliach of Hashem. Reb Tzadik HaKoyin in Resisei Laila in Pisgah Lamed also explains that Malach is Milosh and Shliach, but he explains that the Talmud has to view the Rav as being a direct Shliach, Ish Mipi Ish, all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. If he could look at the Rav and say that he's a Shliach, meaning he's part of the Mesoira, of all of the Doiris, then the Vakshatari Mipi. In the Sefer Brisavram, he says a very innovative Pshat. He says, how could the Gemara say, Does everybody know what a Malach looks like? Besides the fact that it doesn't even specify which malach. There are many types of malachim. Some malachim are considered negative forces. So how do we know what it means when it says, He explains that Chazal tell us that a child, whilst he's while he's in his mother's womb, there's a malach that Jesus call a He sits there and he learns all of Torah. The reason why he's capable of learning Torah while he's b'me'imoy is because the baby at that point is an Ashama Baliguf. He's not connected to a world that's Gashmi. And since Torah is totally Seichel Hanivdal, it has nothing to do with this finite world, the baby at that point is able to understand the Soydis HaTorah. However, the moment he comes into this world and he's connected to a Guf, it says, Ba'a Malach Al-Piv, the Malach actually causes him to forget the Torah that he learned. Because as soon as he becomes connected to the Olam HaGashmi, he forgets that Torah. Now, one can ask, what exactly is the point of teaching him Kola Terakula while he's Me'imoy, if he's going to make him forget it anyway? The answer to that is that even though on a conscious level, the child forgets Kola Terakula, but somewhere deep within the recesses of his Neshama, he does know all of that Torah. And the person's job throughout his lifetime is to regain the Torah that he learned b'mei imoy. This is what we mean when we dive in the same chelkenu b'sarasecha. Everybody has their own chelik in Torah. What is that chelik that he has in Torah that he's davening for when he asks Hashem, give me my chelik in Torah? He's asking for that specific, unique chelik in Torah that it belongs to his neshama. And that was the Torah that the Malach taught him, because every neshama has its own connection to Torah and every neshama has its own specific type of chedushi Torah. 
as Reb Tzadik HaKoyen says throughout his forum, that Yisrael is the Oseus, Yesh Shishim Riboy Oseus Latoira. Because each member of Klai Yisrael's Mechuvin can neged another one of the Oseus in the Torah. So that's the idea that the Malach teaches him called Tarakula, even though he's going to forget it. Says the Brisavram, We asked, how does the person know what a Malach looks like and which Malach are we referring to? The answer is that sometimes during a person's lifetime, he hears Torah from a Rav, and he very strongly identifies with that Torah. He says, that Torah seems familiar. I remember this Torah. And the reason why that Torah seems familiar is because there was a Malach that taught him Torah b'mei And that is his Chilkin Torah, which he has on some subconscious level. If the Rav is doima to that Malach, the person hears Torah from a Rebbe and he says, wait a minute, I could tell that this is my Chilkin Torah. This person is like the Malach that taught me the Torah while I was in my mother's womb. Then Yavakshu Torah Mipiu, because he sees that that Rebbe is talking to his Neshama. Not every Rebbe is made for every Talmud. But if the Talmud feels that the Rav is teaching him the Torah that is his Torah, then he should be Mavakish Torah Mipiu. There's an interesting tshuva from the Igris Moshe in Chilig Eredeya, Chilig Beisim, and Kuf Ches. There he's discussing a person who has a job in a conservative shul. Is it mutter to appoint such a person to give a shear in front of Balabatim and Halacha and Agada and to Dashin in a basic Knesset of Shemir Torah? And Moshe writes in his tshuva that he should not be given the opportunity to give this shear. And even if his job in the conservative shul is not a religious position, he has um, another job. Let's say it's an administrative position. It doesn't make a difference. His rias from the Gemara Kedushin over there, there's a Tanat Veri Bishmol that calls somebody who sells himself to be a choytiv eitzim, a chopper of wood, or a shayiv mayim, somebody who draws water for Avedizara, is called a koimer, a priest. Because no matter what, he's helping out the cause of the Avedizara. So to this person, he's helping out the conservative shul on some level. And says Reb Moshe, since that's the status that we consider him, our Gemara over here in Ma'at Katan says Reb Moshe is a raya that when a person is not considered a good person, you don't learn Torah from him. That of course is the Psak Halacha. Besides the fact, he says that it could very easily affect the Torah that he says. In the Sefer Bad Kodesh, in Mo'yadim, Amr Reish Yud, he explains that this Isser, to be Mavakish Torah, from a Rav who is not Hogan, involves two dinim, two separate halachas. One din is an Isser to learn from such a Rav in order that people should be not Nimshach after that Rav and learn from him. He says, as far as that Isser is concerned, there's a difference between Gedolim and Ketanim. People are Gedolim who know to be Nizer from being Nimshach after that person. And Ketanim that do not necessarily have the Havchana to be Nizer from learning things that they're not supposed to from that person. As you see in the Gemara in Chagiga, So that's one halacha. The other din, he says, is a din in terms of the gather of Limud Torah from Arav. The way that Torah is supposed to be transmitted is from a Rav to a Talmud. When the Rav is not Hagan, then you're lacking the proper Tzura of Mesiris HaTorah. So aside from the Chashash that you're going to learn the wrong thing from him, there's also lacking in terms of how you're learning the Torah itself from him. 
Even if he tells you things that you didn't know before, it's not considered as if you're learning Torah from a Rav, because he's not worthy to be a Rav. It's considered as if you found some information by reading it or through other means. And that's why he says that over here, Yehuda was Mesopic. Perhaps Gedolim, people who know how to be Nizr from this person, it's possible to allow them to continue learning from him, and therefore we shouldn't put him into a Nidui. And that the Gemara says that even so, even if they know how to be Nizr from learning from him the wrong things, they're still lacking in terms of the proper tzura of Mesir Satoira from a Rav. The Gemara continues and it says, L'soif ichlash of Yehuda. Rav Yehuda eventually got sick. Asu Rabbanu l'shiulibay, the Chacham came to be mevaker choyle, v'asu ihu nami ba'adayu. And this Tamar Chacham, that he was menade, also came to be mevaker choyle. Now the Ran says that of course, when he went to be mevaker choyle, he had to have stood four Amis away from Rav Yehuda. Now there's a tshuva from the Maril. And Shalza tshuva is Maril, simen kuf tzadik zayin. He wants to prove from this Gemara that a person is Larabim Mavakar Choyla, someone who is his enemy. We're not Choyshish that maybe by being Mavakar Choyla looks like he's happy that he's sick. However, the Daki Moshe in the Yerodeah, Simon Shin Lamed Hey, Ois Aleph, he disagrees with Maril. He doesn't agree with any of the Rayas that he brings. And he says, therefore, Shevel Taisa Adif, better don't be Mavakar Choyla. The Gemara relates the story about the Shifcha Shalbeis Rebbe, who saw a certain person hitting his son who was a gadol, And she said that he should be in a Nidwe because he's being over the Isser of Lufnei Iver Leisitein Michshel. There is an interesting Shaila in the Achroinim concerning the Isser of Lufnei Iver Leisitein Michshel, and they bring a Raya from our Gemara. This is in the Sefer Yad Malachi, Ois Shin Samach Zayin, and the Pri Yitzchak Chelik Beis, Simon Memtes, and the Chazanish Yeredeya, Simon Samach Beis, Sifkat and Chavhe. Their Shaila is, what is the Halacha? If a person puts a Michshel in front of an Iver, but the Iver doesn't end up being Michshel in that Michshel. The example would be if somebody who hits his Benoya Godel and the Ben is not Michshel. He doesn't hit him back, rather he's Mechabal, the Hakka that the father hits him, Ba'ava. Do we say that the person was over and lifnei iver anyway because he did the act of placing the michshel in front of him or not? And to paraphrase the Shiloh, we can ask what is the gather of the iser? Is the iser the nesinas ha-michshel, like the words lifnei iver loisitein michshel? Or is the iser not to be machshil the iver? And if the person doesn't end up being machshil him, he wasn't over the iser. So they bring a raya from our Gemara because the Shifcha of Beis Rebbe put this man into a Nidoi the moment she saw him hitting his Benoi HaGadol. Now why didn't she wait to see if the Ben hit him back or not? Must be that the father was over on Lifnei Iver as soon as he put the Michshel there, as soon as he hit him. However, the Pri Yitzchik says that you're not over the Isser of Lifnei Iver unless there was actually a Michshel in the end. And he says there's no riot from our Gemara, because even if a Michshel did not happen, and the father wasn't over Lefneiver, it still was wrong for him to hit the son, and deserved to be put into a Nidoi for that alone. Because he put himself into a Matziv of Suffolk, the maid will be over on Lefneiver. The Mishnah told us, Then a Nazir and a Mitzorah are of the people that are allowed to be Megaleach during Cholamoyed. The Gemara asks the Shaila, "Ba'minei Reb Yirmiyah, Reb Zera, b'shaloi ha'yolahem pinai, aydilma af b'shahoyolahem pinai." Are we talking about a case in which the Nazar and the Mitzurah didn't have a chance to be megaleach before Yom Tif? 
because they didn't end their Tumah before Yom Tif, or Aydilma Af Bishahayil Hempinai. Are we talking about where they did have a chance to be Megalech before Yom Tif? special. All of the other people, we only are mad to them to be Megalech and Cholomoyed when they didn't have a chance. A person who's bummed in a Sayyam Yetzim Beis Asurim, the whole hetter is because he didn't have a chance before Moyed to be Megalech. These people are special. It's even if they had a chance, they're still mutarim to be megaleach on Cholamoyed. And the reason is Shalayashu Karbonei Sehem. What exactly is the Nesinus Tam of Shalayashu Karbonei Sehem? And this does Machleks be Shainim. Rashi understands that the fact that what's at stake is being Masha their Karbonis, Chazal, weren't as Machmer on them. Because we don't want them to be Masha their Karbonis more. So, whereas we can afford to give a knas to all the other people, that's only because the only thing that's going to happen is that they won't be megaleach. These people, they're going to do something that we don't want them to do. They're going to be mashed the karbonis. Mutev man So the knas that Chazal would want to make is something that they don't feel justified in making. However, the Rebbein Yechiel understands that Shaloyashu Karbonis Sehen means something totally different. It means that in Nazar and Mitzayra, they themselves are not interested in being Masha their Karbonis, and therefore there's no reason to create the Knas. The reason why we make a Knas by everybody else is because we want to deter people from waiting until Yomtif and not being Galeach before Yomtif. But we're confident that in Nazar Mitzayra, given the opportunity, would never be Masha their Karbonis. They'd rather bring their Karbonis as soon as possible so that they could be Mitzayra themselves. The Gemara then brings a Brisa. Not only are Nazar and Mitzayra allowed to be Megaleach, but a Koyen and an Avel is also allowed to be Megaleach on Cholomoy. They are people that could not have done the Giluach before Cholomoy. Says the Gemara, Hi, Avel Hechidomi. What exactly is the case of the Avel that was incapable of being Megaleach before Yomtev, but could be Megaleach now? Now, before explaining the Gemara, we have to make the following point clear. As we all know, a regel cuts Avelis short. Because there's a mitzvah, Simchas Aregel, so you cannot have Avelis during a regel. Now the way that works is that whatever stage the person is at during his Avelis, when the regel comes, the regel manages to override that stage of Avelis. So suppose a person was in the middle of his shiva, the regel, the yomtiv, comes and stops the shiva and he no longer has to be noyig the rest of the shiva. If the person was already finished his shiva, and he already began the nihug of shloishim, and then he encounters a regal, the regal stops the shloishim short. So that way if a person was the first day after he got up from shiva, and then a regal came, so the regal says there's no more shloishim, and even after the regal, it will be mutter for him to be megalech. The person during shloishim is not allowed to be megalech, but the regal is mevatel adin shloishim. Now, since this person, the regal is mevatel from him, the din shloishim, they were matter even an erev yomtif for him to be megaleach. But this is only a person who has finished his shiva. If the person did not yet finish his shiva, then the regal is not mevatel the din shloishim from him. It's only mevatel the din shiva. So that's how the Gemara knows that the person over here we're talking about, when we say that Avil is allowed to be megaleach during Cholomoyed, cannot be a person who was still Tochime Shiva when the regal came, because that person is still Aser Begiluach. We're obviously talking about somebody who already finished his Nihug of Shiva and is already in the bracket of Shloishim. 
Now, one more piece of information. We all know that there's Machlekes Abashol and the Chachamim is brought down later in the Few Testament days, whether we say Mitzis Yom Kekuloi, Legabe, the end of your Shiva or not. We, of course, Paskin, like Abashol. So a person gets up from Shiva after being Noyeg, the beginning of the day with the Dine Shiva. He does not have to complete the seventh day because we say Mitzis Yom Kekuloi. So as soon as he's finished being Noyeg, the Shiva in the beginning of the day, he now enters the bracket of Yimei HaShloshin. So according to Abishol, if the seventh day was Erev Yom Tiv, then it was already Toich the Shloishim, and the Regel will be Mevatel Din Shloishim from him. Masha'enkein, according to the Rabbanon, if Erev Yom Tiv was the seventh day, then the Regel will not be Mevatel from him Shloishim, because he didn't start the Shloishim. The only thing that a regal could be mevatel is like we explained, the chiluk of the Avelis that the person is in at the time that the Yom Tif comes. So according to the Rabbanan, he hasn't yet reached the bracket of Shloishim, so the regal doesn't occur to be mevatel from him the Din Shloishim. But if Erev Yom Tif was the Yom Hashmini, then the regal could be mevatel the Din Shloishim, and that's what happens. Because Yom Shmini, he already started the Nihug of the Shloishim. So now the Gemara wants to know, Hi, Avel, Hechi, Dami. What could we possibly mean when we say that we're talking about an Avel who has the right to be Megaleach, but didn't yet get the opportunity to be Megaleach on Erev Yom Tiv? According to the Rabbanon, in order to be Mutter to be Megaleach, of course, the, like we said, the Shmini has to be on Erev Yom Tiv. That way, the Shloshim gets cut short. But if the person already was Nicholas into the Yom HaShmini on Erev Regal, so then he Geluche Regal. As we explained before, once the Regal has the Koyach to be Mavatl from him, the Din Shloshim, the Allah is that he's allowed to be Megalech on Erev Yom Tiv as well. So why didn't the person do the Giluch on Erev Yom Tiv? So the Gemara says we have a very simple solution. Elik Shechal, Shemini Shaloi, Lies B'Shabbos. And that was Erev HaRegel. In other words, Erev Yom Tif was a Shabbos, and it was the eighth day of the person's Neogavelus. And so the first possible opportunity that put him into the Yemei HaShloishim, which is, according to the Rabbanan, Yom HaShmini, it was Shabbos, so he wasn't capable of Yom Galeach. The Gemara says, that still is not going to help me. Because still, He should have been Megalech on Erev Shabbos. Why is that? We just explained that according to the Rabbanon, we don't say Mixus Yom Kikuloi. So the first opportunity that this person had to be Megalech was on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, that's not true. The Amr of Chista, Amr of Vina Halachika Number one, the halacha is like Abishol that we do say Mixes Yom Kikuloi. Since we say Mixes Yom Kikuloi, so really the person could have been Galeach on Erev Shabbos. Because Erev Shabbos is Yom Shvi, and according to Abishol, the Yom Shvi ends his Shiva and begins the Yom Shloishim. So just like Lefid Rabbanon on the Yom Hashmini, when it's Erev Yom Tif, you have the right to be Galeach, Lukavad Aregel, even though it's not yet really the end of his shloshim. What ends his shloshim is the regal itself. But since the regal ends his shloshim, we say, Lechvoyda regal is allowed to be megaleach. So too, according to Abishol, the end of his shiva, the beginning of his shloshim, takes place on the Yom HaShvi. So the same halach would be true. You'd be allowed to be megaleach on Erev Shabbos. And says the Gemara, Umoidim chachamam labashol, b'shachal shmini shaloy liyas b'shabbos, Erev regal shemuter legaleach b'erev Shabbos. Even if you were to tell me that our mission is going according to the Rabbanon, it still doesn't help you. Because in such a scenario where Erev Yom Tif is Shabbos, the Chachamim would allow him to Mimgalech on his Shvi. You don't have to wait until the Shmini. Even though, according to the Rabbanon, he's still during the Yimei HaShiva. 
But in such a case, as the Rishonim explained, the Rabbanon are mekel and they say mixes yom kekulay just like Abishol. So the Gemara says, It's not as if Shabbos is his Yom Shmini. Rather, Shabbos is the Yom Hashvi. And therefore, the Tana of the Braisa that says that you're allowed to be Megalech because he didn't have a chance to be Megalech before Yom Tif holds like Abashol, the Amra mixes Yom Kekuloi, Yom Shvi Oil Lakanu Lakan. So as we explained, we say mixes Yom Kekuloi, Tahainu the day of Shvi, which is Shabbos in this case. The beginning of the day is considered the end of his Shiva, and then he already starts his Shloishim. The Regal will be Mafsik the Shloishim, so during Cholomoyed he'll have the opportunity to be Megalech, he has a Heter to be Megalech, and he's not a person that could have been Megalech before Yomta because he was an Oynus. As the Gemara says, V'kivim the Shabbos havi Onusu. That is according to Abishol. That's how the Tana of the Brisa holds. Tana Didon, our Tana, who did not include in Ovel as one of the people that is allowed to be Megalech and Cholomoyed, Sover lo kerabbanon. Our town holds like the rabbanon. The amri lo yamrinan mixes yom kikuloi vaakati lo shalim avelus to shiva. So in such a case, since the yom shvi was on Shabbos, he never, according to the rabbanon, entered into the bracket of shloishim, and therefore, as we explained, the regal is not mevatel from him the din shloishim. Now, that would be the simplest way to explain the shita of the rabbanon, and that is the way the Rashi and the Ksavyad, Talmud Rabbeinu Yechiel learn. That the reason Lefi Awatana, who holds like the Rabbanon, you're not allowed to be Megaleach during Cholamoyed, is because the person is still Toichimei Shloishim. The only time that it's possible for the Regal to get rid of the Shloishim is if the Shloishim began prior to Yomtiv. According to the Rabbanon, you didn't have that opportunity because the Erev Yomtiv, which was Shabbos, was still the Yom Shvi. So you didn't start your Shloishim before Yomtiv. However, that's not the way that Rashi, in the standard text of Rashi, explains the Shita of the Rabbanan. Rashi says, in Debra Maschel Savar, he says, Savar ke Rabbanan da'amri le'amrinan, mixaz ha'yoyim kikuloi, elo shiva shleimim bi'inan. Va'akati lo'i sholim avelus de shiva, koyrim oregel, ve'loi havi onus. He says that this person is not an onus. Da'afilu lo'i havi Shabbos, even if it wouldn't be Shabbos, lo'i motzi le'galeach, lo'hochi e'inu me'galeach b'moyed. Now, what does exactly does Rashi mean? That's not the point. Even if the person is an Oynus, it's Shabbos. He cannot be Megalech on Shabbos. But that makes no difference because the reason why he's not allowed to be Megalech and Moyed is because he's still The regal wasn't successful in stopping short is Hanhag of Shloishim. So that is a kasha that the Rashash asks on Rashi as well as the Yeshua's Yaakov in Erechayim, Simitov Kuf Lamed Aleph, Sivkot and Hay. They both asked, why is it that Rashi Bechalal has to say that the reason why this person is not allowed to be Megalech, according to the Tanav, our Mishnah, is because he's not an Oynes. Let Rashi say, because he's still Toichimei And they both answer that although the Regal did not cut short his Yimei because the Shloishim didn't begin before the Regal, nevertheless, the Niug of the Shloishim does not start until after the Yom Tif, just like a person who didn't have a chance to start sitting Shiva before Yom Tif. He doesn't sit Shiva during the Regal. He has to wait until after the Regal and start being Noig as Shiva. So the Regal didn't cut short his Shiva, but nevertheless, a person is not Noig Avelus on Regal. 
Or suppose a person lost his relative on Yom Tov itself. Same thing is true. He doesn't start being Noyeg the Shiva yet. Since he didn't start before the Regal, he has to be Noyeg an entire Shiva, but he doesn't start that Shiva until after Yom Tov. Because there's another Allah, aside from the fact that a Regal cuts short a person who started already, the Regal also says you cannot be Noyeg Avelis during Regal. And the Yeshua's Yaakov quotes a Marik. Marik is in Sherish Kufnun Beis. The Marik brings the base Moyed, who says, Bishita Saramba, that just like a person whose Shiva was not started before the Regal, has to be Noig the entire Shiva after the Regal, so too a person who didn't have the chance to start a Shloshim before the Regal, he doesn't do the Dine HaShloshim during the Regal, and he has to be Mashlim, the Yemei HaShloshim, after the Regal. The Marik actually doesn't agree to the base Moyed, but this is the way that Yeshua Yaakov wants to learn Bedas Rashi. The Merkevis Mishnah in Hilchus Yom Teperik Zayin Alocha Yud Ches also learns that way Bedas Rashi. They all are learning, the Rashash learns this way in Rashi as well, that even though this person didn't lose the Din Shloishim, nevertheless the Din Shloishim is not Noyeg during the Regal itself. So this explains why Rashi doesn't say that the reason why the person is not allowed to be Megaleach and Cholomoyed is because he's Toichem Shloishim. Shloishim is irrelevant during the Yom Tif. However, we still have to understand what does Rashi mean when he says that he's not an Oynes. The person is an Oynes. He didn't have a chance to do the Giluach before Yom Tif because he wasn't allowed to. Now, the Nod of Yehuda in Archaim Adura Kama Simen Yudalid points out that it has to be that a person who was not able to be Megaleach before Yom Tif because of his Isra Velus is not called an Oynes. He doesn't explain why he's not called an Oynes, but he proves the point. And his Raya is as follows. He says, suppose a person was Koiver his mace before Yom Tif a few days. So that means he started being Noyeg is Shiva. So we know that Yom Tif comes and is Mevatal the Xeris Shiva. He now does not have to complete the Shiva. Now, says the Nehru Yehuda, the person, of course, has entered the bracket of Yemei HaShloishim. Suppose the Yom Tif that this happens in is Sukkis. So during Chalamoya, the person is already in the bracket of Shloishim, and then Shmini Atzeres, which is a new regal, comes. Why don't we say that Shmini Atzeres should be mevatel from him now, the Din Shloishim? Because each regal that comes is mevatel whatever Yemei Avelis that you're in now. So right now, since the first part of the regal got rid of the rest of his shiva, it places him into shloishim, and now there's a new yomtif that gets rid of your shloishim. The Nebut is obviously going with the assumption that the, the meha shloishim is already chal on the person, not like we just explained from the marik and others, that the shloishim is put on hold until after yomtif. He's going with the assumption that since the person does have isurim, like giluach, during chalamoyed, so your shloishim has already begun. So why is it that we don't say that Shemini Atzeres gets rid of your Shloishim? Says the Rebbe Yehuda, the answer to that is because whatever is usher for him, Machmas is Avelis, is also usher Midine Cholamoyed. Cholamoyed, you're also, you're not allowed to take haircut, you're not allowed to do gihuts. So since without the Avelis, it also would be usher, it's not considered as if the person was Noyeg Shloishim. But wait a minute, he says. Why don't we say that even though the person has the Chiv to refrain from doing giluach, 
not only because of his Avelis, but also because of the Din Chalamoyed. Why don't we say that the Din Chalamoyed, he doesn't have to be Mekayim, because he was in Oynes, before Yom Tif he wasn't able to shave. So the fact that he's not allowed to do Giluach during the week of Chalamoyed cannot be because of Chalamoyed, because, like we said, Chalamoyed recognizes the fact you were in Oynes. And therefore, the only reason why he's not allowed to do Giluach during Chalamoyed is because of your Avelis. And then the Kasha comes back, because during that week, you were Neugerd in Shloshim, and then we should say that Shmini Yatzer should come and get rid of the rest of the Shloshim. Must be that the Isser to be Megalech before Yomtif that came from his Avelis is not considered an Oynes that would be Matir doing Giluach and Cholomoyed. Since it's not considered an Oynes that would be Matir doing Giluach and Cholomoyed, we're back to the fact that it's Cholomoyed which is causing him not to do Giluach. If it's Cholomoyed that's causing him not to do Giluach, we don't have the Kasha that Shemini should get rid of the rest of the Shloishim. So as we said, the Nerev Yehuda is not going with the assumption that we said, Bedas Rashi, that your Shloishim is on hold and starts after Yom Tif. He's assuming that you have Isuri Shloishim during Cholomoyed. It's just that you also have Isuri Cholomoyed. And he's saying this Cheshven to explain why it was Mukhrach to Rashi, that it's not considered an Oynes, but he doesn't explain why. Why wouldn't the fact that a person who cannot do Giluach before Yom Tif, Machmas why wouldn't that be considered an Oynes? So this is Tzarech Ian HaNerib Yehuda. He does say this incredible Cheshben, but he doesn't give us the explanation as to why your inability to do Giluach before Yom Tif does not constitute an Oynes. So we have to find ourselves a different explanation in the Shittas Rashi as to why it's not considered an Oynes when the person was not able to do the Giluach before Yom Tif, Machmes Hezavelos. So the Emek Bracha says a very innovative pshat to explain Shittas Rashi. He says that when is it that we say that when a person had an oinus, he's allowed to be megalech on chalamoyed. The examples that we have are a person, let's say, he left the Beis HaSurim, he was not capable of doing giluach before Yom Tif, and now he's in a situation in which he could do giluach. The oinus went away. So chalamoyed does not tell such a person, don't do giluach, because you were an oinus, you were not able to do the giluach before Yom Tif. Masha'enken, in our case, a person who had an Avelis before Yom Tif. As far as the Avelis itself is concerned, he shouldn't even be doing the Giluach on Chalamayid, because he's still Tochim HaShloishim. Why is it that we're telling this person that he really should be doing Giluach, that he's allowed to do Giluach? It's the Regal itself, which is saying, don't be noyig your Shloishim on Yom Tif. Because, like we said, the fact that it's Yom Tif says, put your Shloishim on hold. So since it's the regel itself, which is the Siba Saheter, without the regel, you would not be able to do the Giluach because you would be considered an Ovel. It would make no sense for that regel to be telling the person to do Giluach. Because after all, Giluach is something that Be'etzem you're not allowed to do on Yom Tif. You're not allowed to be Migalech on Cholomoyed. So for the regel to come and tell a person, stop being Noeg Avelus and do Giluach, when the regel itself is Asr B'Giluach, we don't say. We would never use a regel, which intrinsically has an Issa Giluach, to be the Siba for a Heter Giluach of your Avelus. So the only time that we say that a person could be Megalech because of an Oynes is where his Heter Giluach doesn't come from the Yomtev itself. Then we say that the Yomtev is not going to ask you to do Giluach since you were an Oynes before the Yomtev. But to make the Yomtev become the Siba for the Heter, that we never say. That says the Bracha is the Hezber in Shittas Rashi. So again, the reason why Rashi does not want to say 
like the other Rishonim we quoted, that you're not allowed to be Megaleach because you're Toichimeh Shloishim, since your Shloishim was not cut short by the Regal. That Rashi is not comfortable with, like we explained, because you aren't Noyeg Dine Shloishim during the Regal. The Regal says, put it on hold. However, to have the Heter of Vimgalech on Cholomoyed, because you were an Oynes, Rashi holds you cannot access that Heter, since the Heter would require Yomtif itself telling you to be Megaleach. Yomtif itself will not tell a person to be Megaleach, since Yomtif Be'etzem is Aser Begiluach. Now, Toysvis over here in our studio addresses a technical question, and that is, how can we say that the person's Shmini was Chal on Shabbos? If the Shmini was Chal on Shabbos, that means that the Kvura took place the preceding Shabbos. But we don't bury a mace on Shabbos. So how technically could that end up happening? So Taisvis says that we could be talking about a case where the Kvura was done at some point prior to that, but the person, the relative, did not hear about it until Shabbos. And the din is that once a person hears the Shmua on Shabbos about his mace, so that begins his Shiva. So the Yom Shemini could be the following Shabbos. Taisvis brings you Rishalmi that says another possibility, which is that a Chaya dragged the person away, they were nisyayish to look for him, and you start counting the shiva from the day that they were nisyayish. The other case that the Brisa brings down is the case of a Kayan. We said that a Kayan who is nishlima mishmartoi on yomtif, he's allowed to be galech on yomtif. The Gemara asks, Hai Kayan hechidami. What exactly is the case? Ilema de sholem mishmartoi erev haregel. If he finished his Mishmar on Erev Yomtif, he should have been Megalech on Erev Yomtif. Now, this of course cannot mean Kipshutoi, because we know that the day that the Kahanim finished their Mishmar is always on Shabbos. That's when they switch from one Mishmar to the other. So if what we mean when we say is that he finished his Mishmar actually on Erev Yomtev, that means that Erev Yomtev is Shabbos, then the Gemara can't mean that he should have been Galeach on Erev Yomtev Mamish because Erev Yomtev was Shabbos. You can't be Galeach on Shabbos. So Rashi says that what the Gemara means, when we say we mean that the Kayan should have been Megalech on Erev Shabbos. Shabbos is Erev Yomtev. He should have been Megalech on Friday. And Rashi brings the Gemara and Afyadalar Medalev that even though the halach is that Anche Mishmer are Asurim Begiluach, it's Asur for them during their time to be Megalech because we're afraid that they're going to come and show up to their Mishmar, Minu Volum, without having taken a haircut first. So we want to encourage them to take a haircut prior to their starting to serve. Nevertheless, the Anche Mishmar is still mutter b'chamishi because of Kvayr Shabbos, and therefore b'shishi for sure. However, the Ritva learns the Gemara differently, because there is an obvious doichak in the way Rashi is learning. Rashi is learning that when the Gemara says, erev it doesn't mean that he should have been galeach erev yomtif, it means that he should have been galeach erev erev yomtif, on erev Shabbos, and Shabbos is erev yomtif. So that seems to be what's bothering the Ritva, and he learns that we're not talking about a case where Shabbos was Erev Yomtev. We're actually talking about a case where Erev Yomtev was Sunday. There's Shabbos, Sunday, and then Monday is Yomtev. And so when the Gemara says, It means that once the person's Mishmar finished on Shabbos, the next day, which is Sunday, is when he should have been Megaleach. 
Now, of course, according to the Ritva, there's also a Daichek, because when the Gemara says now, according to Rashi, it makes a lot of sense. Shalom Mishmarte Erev Aregel means that we're talking about that Shabbos was Erev Yomtif. That's when it was Shalom Mishmarte, because the Mishmaris are always Nishlam on Shabbos. But the Ritva is Madchik in those words, and he says, Pirish de Shalom Mishmarte Beknisas Erev Aregel. Kigoyin Shoyayim Echa Beshabbos Erev Aregel, Ushleimus HaMishmeres Beshabbos HaLefonov. So when we say, Ileimus Shalom Mishmarte Erev Aregel, if we mean that we're talking about where his Mishmar finished on Erev Aregel, that means that as Erev Aregel came in, it was already finished, because the Mishmar was finished the day before. So the Ritva feels that it's easier to be matchik those words, Shalom Mishmarte Erev Aregel could be more easily translated as that as soon as Erev Aregel came in, it was already Nishlom Mishmarte prior to that point, then to be matchik the words Iboyle Legluche Erev Aregel and say like Rashi that it means Erev Shabbos, which is Erev Aregel. I'll call upon him, the Gemara's Teretz is, Loit Sricha de Shalom Mishmarte Beregel. His Mishmar actually finished on Yom Tif. Now, as Rashi points out, over here we have to be saying that the first day of Yom Tif was no later than Thursday. Because, as we explained earlier, the person in the Mishmar, during his week of his Mishmar, he's allowed to be Megaleach starting from Yom Chamishi. So if what we mean when we say that Shabbos fell out in the middle of Yom Tif is that Erev Yom Tif was Yom Chamishi, then he would have been allowed to be Megaleach on Erev Yom Tif. Must be that Erev Yom Tif was no later than Wednesday. The first day of Yom Tif was no later than Yom Chamishi, than Thursday. The Ritva argues on Rashi here as well. The Ritva understands that Shalom Mishmarte Beregel means that his Mishmar finished by Knisas Aregel. Shalom Mishmarte Beregel, just like before, Shalom Mishmarte Erev Aregel meant that Shabbos was the day that preceded Erev Aregel. Over here also, Shalom Mishmarte Beregel means that Shabbos was the day that preceded the Regal. So it comes out that Yom Tif was on Yom Rishon. It was on Sunday. Now that is a case where Erev Yom Tif, you were not able to be Megaleach because it was Shabbos. But the problem is that you had the ability to be Megaleach on Friday or on Thursday. Now the Ritva actually brings down this question. He brings it down B'Shem Rashi because Rashi and Xavyad learns like him and not like the Rashi that we have. And he doesn't give a teretz. He then brings Shittas HaToysfis, which we don't have, but the Shittas HaToysfis is the way that our Rashi is Befarish. But it's not clear whether the Ritva is being choyzer from his pshat or not. It does not sound like it from the way that he writes. A of the Gemara uses this as an explanation as to why our Mishnah and the Brisa argue. The Brisa holds that a Koyen is allowed to be Megaleach on Chalamoyed, and the Mishnah holds that he's not, because the Mishnah doesn't include him in the list of people that could be Megaleach on Cholomoyed. What's the Hezron Machlekes? The Gemara explains that since the Halacha is that on Yom Toivim, the Mishmaris are all equal in terms of the Karbonis that come Machmas the Yom Tif, so the Tana of our Mishnah holds that it's considered as if his Mishmar never really finished. The fact that now he still has Dinim, the split in the Karbonis of the Yom Tif and uh, the Chiluk Lechem Aponim of the Shabbos Shabbos we consider it as if his Mishmar continues into the Yom Tif. Since we consider it as if it's still his Mishmar, he has the same Isser as he always did, that during a Kayan's Mishmar, it's also for him to take a haircut. 
Now the Ritva points out, even though we know that a Kayan, Gufa, during his Mishmar, is allowed to take a haircut, if it is Erev Shabbos or Yom Chamishi, so even during Cholomoyed, we could say that there are days, if there is a Thursday or Friday during the Cholomoyed, he would be allowed to take a haircut. Nevertheless, we cannot include that in the list of the Mishnah, that it's mutter for them the entire Cholomoyed. The Tana of the Bryce, on the other hand, holds that even though he has certain dinim, Legabi the Karbonis Haregel, nevertheless, it's considered like his Mishmar is over already. So it would be mutter for him on the Regal during Cholomoyed to take a haircut. Now the Rambam in Hilchus Yomtev, Perik Zayin Halacha Yutes, actually paskins like the Tana of the Brisa. He says, "Va'anche Mishmar sheshomish Mishmartam b'soich Hamoyed Mutarin Legaleach." Mipnei sheanche Mishmar asurin Legaleach b'Shabbos Shalahen. And the obvious question is, why would the Rambam paskin like the Tana of the Brisa against the Tana of the Mishnah? So the Magid Mishnah explains that the Hezbollah and the Rambam is that since the Brisa puts together the din of an Ovil and the din of a Kayan, and we know that the Halacha is like the Tana of the Brisa legabe the din of an Ovil. How do we know that? Because we already learned in the Gemara that the Hezbollah and the Machloikis between the Tana of the Mishnah and the Tana of the Brisa legabe Ovil is whether you pass him like Abashol or like the Rabbanan. And we already know that the Halacha in Hilchas Ovil is like Abashol. So the, therefore the halacha has to be like the Tana of the Brisa concerning the din of an Ovil. Mela the Rama paskin like the Brisa anyway, and he paskin like the Brisa even legabi the din of a Koyin. Svasemis is not too happy with this because he says the halacha could be like the Tana of the Brisa legabi Ovil, because we paskin like Abashov. That doesn't mean necessarily that we paskin like the Tana of the Brisa legabi Koyin. The Kesef Mishnah in Hilchas B.S. Mikdash Perik Aleph Halacha Gimel has the same question on the Rambam. That how can he paskin keneged our Mishnah? He says that perhaps the Rambam understood from the fact that the Gemara brings down the Brisa and explains the Brisa that the Gemara is really siding with the Brisa. However, he then brings down the Marikorkis. The Marikorkis explains that even though our Gemara tells us that there's machlokes between the Brisa and the Mishnah, it's not as if our Mishnah says explicitly that an Avil and a Kayin do not have the right to be Megaleach on Cholomoyed. The Brisa says explicitly that they are allowed to. The Mishnah just leaves them out. There is a rule that sometimes we say, Tana Vashir, that the Tana says a list and leaves things out of the list. It's not Muchach from the fact that the Tana omits Koyin and Ovel, that the Tana's Shita is that you're not allowed to be Megaleach on Cholomoyed. The option of Tana Vashir always exists. Now the Gemara didn't choose to say Tana Vashir, for various reasons. Toysfis over here in our sugya says that the reason why the Gemara doesn't answer Tana Vashir is because since there is a machloikas between the Chacham and Abishol, Gabi Avil, it's easier for us to give the answer that they're having a machloikas than to say Tana Vashir. Tana Vashir is somewhat of a doichik, and since we have that machloikas anyway, Gabi Avil, so we say that they're arguing. Once we say they're arguing, Gabi Avil, so we also say they're arguing Gabi Kayan. But of course, there's no hechrich, 100%, to say that they're arguing. We could always resort to the terrace of Tana Vashir. Because of that, the Rambam chooses to paskin like the Tana of the Brisa, who says a beferish, whereas the Tana of the Mishnah is open for interpretation. Especially since, according to the way Toysus is learning, there's no hechrich whatsoever to say that they're arguing Legabe Kayin. It's just that since we have something to be toiled or machlikis on Legabe Evel, so we also say that they're arguing Legabe Kayin. The Gemara brings a brysa 
Just like they said that it's usher to take a haircut on Cholamoyed, Kach usher litotzi parnaim pamoyed. Diver of Yehuda. Yehuda shita is that it's usher to cut one's nails on Cholamoyed. The reason for this, says the Ritva, is that we don't want a person entering Yom Tif just like the Isser, to take a haircut. You're not allowed to take a haircut on Yom Tif for that reason alone. We're worried a person's going to go into Yom Tif like we explained already. So the same thing holds true with nails. Rabbi Yossi, on the other hand, says that it's mutter. What's the reasoning behind Rabbi Yossi's shita? So the Ritva offers two explanations. Number one, he says, that Chazal were never chayshish, l'fir b'yaisi, that a person is going to go into Yom Tif with long f- fingernails because it's very uncommon for a person to be that minuval. It's a nivel gadol to leave his sipranaim too long. So we don't have the same chashash with regards to nails as we do with regards to hair. Furthermore, he says that since nails is something that grows every day, even if a person is makbid to cut his nails before Yom Tif, he's still going to have to cut his nails again on Yom Tif. This svara is actually the basis for the Psak and Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tovkuf Lamed Dalid that were matir washing the begadim of children on Cholomoyed. Just like the din of a hand towel the Gemara mentions on Daf Yudalad and Medalev. Because even if a person washes it before Yom Tif, he's still going to have to wash it again during the Yom Tif. They get so constantly dirty. Now, similar machloikis, the Brisa brings down legabe the din of avil kishem shamru avil aser legaleach b'me evloi kach aser little tzipernai b'me evloi diver Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yosi Matir. So you see that just like they argue legabe chalamoid, they argue about removing the nails while one is in avelus. Over here, the Ritva says a very interesting thing. He brings down a medrash that indicates that the Machloikis, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda over here, is dependent on how to learn the Pasuk that it says by Yifas Toyer. By Eishis Yifas Toyer, one of the things that a person has to do is V'asasa Estiparneha. What does it mean, V'asasa Estiparneha? So Rabbi Yehuda learns that what that means is that she has to grow her nails long, Mishum Avelus. So that serves as a Makar, that Avelus is a time that you're supposed to grow nails long. Masha'enkein Rabbi there are two options that he gives. Number one, it could be that Rabbi Yossi holds that the word of Asasa Siparnea does not mean to grow them long, rather it means Tikkun. Because we find sometimes that the word Asiya denotes Tikkun. Alternatively, he says that it could be that the reason why we're told that she has to grow her nails long is not because of Avelis. Rather, it's in order, in order that she should become disgraceful in his eyes. In which case, we have no makar that Avelis requires growing nails long. Rebel Yashiv writes in his Aris on Moikotin that it's mistaver that the same machlokes would apply to a menuda, somebody who's in nidoy, and to a mitzayra, and of course to a kayin who's toich yimei hamishmar. Legabe psak halacha. So it's kipaskint in Shulchanarch that an avil is not allowed to remove his nails using a kli, and that goes for the entire shloshim. However, using his hands or his teeth, he's allowed to even during the shiva. As far as Cholomoyed is concerned, according to the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Tov Kuf Lamed Beis, one is allowed to remove his nails in Cholomoyed, both his fingernails, his toenails, 
and he's even allowed to use a kli. However, the Ramah writes that there are those that are machmer and they aser, and the minig is to be machmer not to use a kli, he should only use his hands or his teeth. Now, what is the halacha legabe in Isha who has to go to the mikvah? So legabe evil, which we said that you're not allowed to take off the nails with a kli, the halacha legabe leil tevila is that she should get a, a non-Jewish woman to remove the excess nails using a kli because if you use your hands or teeth, it doesn't work properly. It's not going to be a netila yafa and there could be a chashash of a chitza. And cholamoyed, the halacha is you take it off normally with a kli. You have been listening to the shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.